Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fueled AF podcast. Okay, so this week we are officially recording on our camera, Very which is official. so exciting. Um, so Avery and I are like getting in the habit of looking up at this camera while you guys are listening to us. Um, so yeah, super excited for this week's episode. I know we took, I think like a week, one week off, maybe two one weeks One week, I think. I don't know. <laughs> like a lot longer than that. Um, but yeah, so we are back this week and hopefully back for good for a while until the next holiday or whatever it may be. But we're back and we're ready. And this week, the, I feel like this episode is very relevant to the time that it's going to be posted oh, yeah. because we are talking about setting New Year's goals and how to like actually stick with your goals. Um, I think that it's really common to be like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to think of this goal in my mind. And that's my goal and kind of announcing that to yourself. And then like after that, it just goes away. Um, so we're going to talk about how to actually set not only like a really clear and specific and effective goal, but how to also actually stick with it this next year, because you're not going to be falling off this year. We got you. We're going to have you stick with your goals this time. Do you have any other words you want to share? I mean, you said it really well, but I think that I've, I know I've gotten to a lot, like at the end of a lot of years, I've been like, Oh, I didn't really do that. Um, and I think that just kind of having like goals in your mind is great but it's not really enough to actually get you where you want to be. Um, and I also feel like this year for a lot of people is like, I don't know. I feel like people are putting a lot of like weight on this year because the past couple of years have been just really shitty (laughs) for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Um, so I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, this is going to be my year. Like I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. So yeah, we want to make sure that you guys are actually doing those things. I want to make sure I'm doing what I want to do. So, um, yeah, we're going to dive into it. Sweet. Well, let's get started. So the first thing we want to talk about is why goal setting is important in general. Um, honestly, like it's, it's important because it gives you that vision. If you have no like vision of where you want to be, then creating a plan to get there is going to be impossible because you have no end destination. So it's going to give you a lot of like, um, alignment. It's going to give you clarity. It's going to give you focus. It's going to be something that you'll be able to kind of keep track of to make sure that you're like steadily working on reaching that goal. So that's kind of the the big importance of it. If you don't have a goal, then there's no way to plan where you're going to go. Um, and if you can't plan, then like, what's even the point? So we're going to be, yeah, talking about goal setting. Is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of, oh, I guess there was like a little fact we had on here that said, um, did you know that those who have written out goals are 10 times more likely to achieve them? So this it's is why it's important. Don't just, don't just think of it in your head. Like you got to write it down and be super, super, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional about it. Yeah. Um, and I think that also, you know, when it comes to goals, I think a lot of times just thinking about them and writing them down, like you can also realize like, okay, wow, I have like 10 different things I want to achieve, which that's great, but really kind of honing your focus and really asking yourself, okay, what's actually going to be something that's realistic? What's something that like, what are my top priorities? Because, you know, you can have 10 goals and you could meet all those goals, but at the end of the day, I think it's a lot more effective to kind of narrow down your focus and really kind of ask yourself, okay, what's going to be my top priority? Because you can't do everything all the time. Right. Um, You're going to have to make sacrifices to hit all these goals. So really kind of honing in on like, what's the most important to you and writing them out, I think is 
a really important place to yeah. start. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, before we really dive in, there's just a couple of things we wanted to add on there too. Don't overcomplicate it. Basically, like Avery was just saying, like you don't have to achieve everything. Um, just because it's not written down doesn't mean you're not going to achieve it next year. But um, the more complicated you get and the more your list grows and grows, the harder it's going to be to like really hone in on each specific goal that you have. Um, so I personally like to write out like three to five goals for like four different departments of my life. So I like to keep track of my personal goals. I like to keep track of like my health and fitness goals, my business goals, and my financial goals. So those are kind of like my personal four categories. And with e in each of those categories, I'll choose three to five goals to really, really give me clarity and to really focus in on. And like Avery said, writing it down is so important because you're going to be able to keep track of your goals, um, set milestones for yourself. And we're going to go over ways to kind of stay on track, but um, it's just going to give you a lot of clarity and a lot of focus when it comes to creating your goals for the new year. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that also can be helpful is like, I feel like what I normally do is for me personally, instead of doing like different categories, I'll just literally kind of brainstorm, like brain dump write everything out, like all the goals I could possibly have. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like slowly narrow it down of like, okay, what are like, how can I kind of slowly eliminate things where it's like, okay, these are my top three goals of the year or top three focuses or habits that I want to establish. Um, <clears throat> and I think also just not being afraid to make them really simple, like making them things where it's like, you feel really confident you could achieve that. It's yeah. not that it's going to be easy, but um, really kind of knowing like, okay, this is something I can definitely get done this yeah. year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So do you want to talk about smart goals and yes. what they are? Okay. Smart goals, which I feel like probably like 90% of you have heard of smart goals. Um, but essentially it's an acronym to create effective goals. Um, so a lot of people will kind of give like a quote unquote bad example, but a lot of people when they're writing out their goals are very broad, very general. Um, like I was just saying, they can be things that aren't necessarily the most realistic um, to get done within a year. So SMART goals kind of create an outline for you to really assess how effective your goals are going to be, um, which is also kind of a direct correlation with how realistic it is that you're actually going to get those goals done. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll kind of go through the, the different... Um, like acronyms of SMART goals. Um, so I can go ahead and dive in with yeah. the first one. So S, which is specific, which I think is, I mean, they're all really important, but um, specific is is definitely a really key one. So essentially just making sure that your goals are very detailed rather than being super broad. Like I want to get in shape or I want to be healthier. It's right. like, okay, what does that exactly mean? Like, do you want to drink more water? Do you want to, you know, go to the gym a certain number of times a week? Um, you know, it should be a very specific endpoint and or like process goal in terms of yeah. where you want to be at the end. Like I want to lose 10 pounds um, or, you know, something that's a very specific habit that you want to instill rather than being super broad. Right. Because if you're broad and you're saying like, oh, I just want to get fit in 2023, how, what do we measure that by? How do we know when you're going to get fit? Like, when do you reach that end point? How do we measure your progress of getting fit? Like that's, there's no tangible aspects to that goal. Mm -hmm. So being really, really specific is super, super important when it comes to your goals. Right. I think also like a good test for that is just like, if you were to tell your goal to someone else, there's no, um, there's no room for misinterpretation when like, if I say, okay, I want to get healthy. Like to one person that means losing weight to another person that means being able to do a push up. Right. Um, so like, 
if you, if I were to explain my goal to another person, they'd be like, okay, got it. Like, mm-hmm. they're not like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really know what that means. So yeah. really specific yeah. about it. No, that's a great point. So the next one we have on here is measurable. So kind of like Avery said with specific, um, measure, having a goal that is measurable, is super, super important because we want to make sure that there's ways to actually measure when we're reaching that goal, if we're staying on track with our goal. Um, so there needs to be some sort of measurable aspect within your goal. So in this case, maybe I'm saying I do want to lose 10 pounds. So now I know 10 pounds is the measurable aspect because I can measure, okay, how long is it going to take me to get to that goal? How many pounds do I need to lose a month? How many pounds do I need to lose a week? Um, having that measurable aspect is really, really important when it comes to having a good, clear, concise goal. Because again, if you don't have a measurable aspect of it, you're not going to know when you reach that goal or what the goal really even is. So mm-hmm. measurable is also very, very important. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like tracking your progress, which is super important. We talk about that with our clients all the time, whether it's weight or like how much you're lifting or, you know, how many steps you're getting, like actually being able to measure like, okay, my end goal is 10 pounds. I'm at two pounds Mm -hmm. loss. So you can kind of measure like how close you are. If you're on track, if you're maybe getting sidetracked, like you can really give yourself a very clear, um, like path to follow. Yeah. Um, next one is attainable. So this is kind of what I was talking about um, a little bit ago, which is that it's really important that the goal is realistic. So let's say you're someone who like isn't working out at all, like pretty sedentary lifestyle. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day this year. Like probably setting yourself up for failure um, or like, I'm never going to have ice cream again. I'm going to just eat perfectly healthy, like only healthy foods, which what does that even mean? But um, yeah, making sure it's attainable and attainable for you. So like what is realistic for one person might not be realistic for you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I say like when in doubt, always starting with like the smaller option, um, you can always change your goals as you go. So if, again, if the, if the end goal is 10 pounds and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, in order to get there, I'm going to work out three times a week. Awesome. Once you feel confident with that, you can always up that. Um, but starting with something that, you know, you can achieve and achieving that and then increasing it is a yeah. lot more effective than like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then you don't do that. You feel bad. And then you just stop going. Right. Um, and like having to kind of downgrade that process. So making sure it's something that you feel really confident that you can achieve. Again, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, um, but just knowing that it's realistic for you, for your lifestyle, for where you're at right now, um, super important. Yeah, definitely. And then also kind of along the lines of attainable, you want to make sure too, that, you know, along those same lines, you're not setting yourself up for failure. For example, if I have 30 pounds to lose, I'm not going to say I'm going to lose 30 pounds in January because that's not attainable for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so making sure that they are just really relevant to your lifestyle and like, they just actually are realistic goals is very, very important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also like when it comes to that, just making sure that it's something that kind of makes sense. Like it's not going to be safe or healthy to try to lose that much weight that quickly. Right. Um, so, you know, you can always ask for a second opinion too. If like, Hey, do you think this is realistic? Or like, do you think, you know, like saving this much money or making this much money is realistic? like asking for kind of a professional opinion on that as well. For sure. So the next one we have is irrelevant. So this one I like to think of is more so in terms of like the planning of the goal. Um, you want to make sure that it's very relevant. Your planning is very relevant to the actual goal that you have in mind. So I know you've been using the, the example of weight loss. If my goal is to lose weight in 2023, 
my plan of attack is not going to be being in a caloric surplus, lowering my step goal. It's not, you want to make sure that it's very much aligned with the goal that you have in mind. So I like to think of relevant to be more so in the the planning process of your goal. Mm -hmm. Um, You just want to make sure that it's very relevant to the goal that you have in mind and you're not doing the complete opposite things that would kind of take away from you achieving your goal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think also kind of thinking about if you have that kind of bigger end goal, what are going to be the smaller things that you have to do to get there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, are those actually going to set you up for reaching that goal in the long run, which I'll kind of talk about a little bit more about like sub goals at the end, but um, yeah. And also making sure that it's relevant to like your values, I think is really important. So like I said, if you have like 10 different goals, like which one is really the most important to you um, so that it's something that you can kind of put more of your focus on instead of choosing like 10 different goals. And then some of them just are going to end up kind of being irrelevant to you, not as important to you. So Mm -hmm. making sure that it's really something that is, you know, a value to you. And it's something that you're going to be able to make a priority. Definitely. Um, And then last one is time bound. Um, So, you know, we're kind of using the example of like the year 2023. um, But again, kind of giving yourself a timeline and a deadline for reaching these goals. So if the goal is like 10 pounds in a year, um, you know, that's a very realistic, like time bound goal, um, rather than just saying like, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, how much in what amount of time? Um, And again, uh, the time bound also is going to help you with being able to measure that goal in terms of, okay, this is where I want to be at the end. This is where I'm at now. This is kind of how much time I have left or how much time it's been. Um, so that's another really important one just in terms of like holding yourself accountable. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the acronym of smart, uh, smart goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Um, so we've kind of been going over like different examples as we went through this, but just to kind of run through like a, not so great goal, um, would just be like, I want to lose weight in 2023. So not very specific. Um, doesn't really give us like much of a tangible, you know, yeah. yeah, tangible mm-hmm. goal. Um, kind of like hard to measure that in terms of how much weight you want to lose. Um, so we can kind of like workshop this a little bit and be a little bit more specific when it comes yeah. to what this goal actually is like smartify the goal. Yes. Um, so specific again, instead of saying like, I want to lose weight, giving yourself an exact measurement. So 30 pounds, um, or like giving yourself a benchmark per month, um, would be a really good idea. Um, measurable again, kind of just said that, but a specific number. So 30 pounds or, um, this much a month or this much by this amount of time. Um, do you want to go into attainable? Yeah. So attainable, like I said before, you know, sustainable weight loss is anywhere from 0.5 to two pounds a week. Um, so definitely losing 30 pounds in a whole year is something that would be attainable for a lot of people. So that's the attainable aspect. The relevancy a- aspect again is kind of planning for the goal. So I'm not going to eat in a surplus or decrease my activity to reach that goal when it comes to the planning aspect and then time bound. So when we say we want to lose 30 pounds in 2023, the time bound aspect of that is one year. So we know all of 2023 is the time bound aspect. And like Avery said, you can kind of break that down a little bit. So how many pounds is that a month? How many is that a week? Um, it would be 2.5 pounds a month. So now I know every single month I can have a check-in with myself and make sure that I'm on track to hitting that goal um, and kind of vice versa. It's kind of that like reverse engineering aspect, which I really like to do with mm-hmm. pretty much any goal that I have um, is we take it. Okay. So we have a whole year goal. Let's break it down per week, per month so that we can make sure that we really are staying on track. But 
yeah, that's a good example of how to take a really bad goal and make it really good. Yep, exactly. Um, so now we've kind of gone over like setting goals, um, and creating like actual, like helpful goals instead of things that are kind of just going to set you up for failure. Um, so we want to kind of dive into how to actually like stick with them and stay on track with them. Um, so we talked about this in the beginning, but just writing them down is really important and writing down like all those specifics. If you wanted to even write out like the acronym for smart and give yourself all those specifics Mm -hmm. for each one of your goals, I think that would be really helpful. Um, and then keeping them somewhere where you can see them regularly, where you're reminded of them. Um, so I know like for me putting, um, not my goals necessarily, but like my focus or like my word of the year, um, as my screensaver on my phone or like your desktop. I know some people will do like vision boards Mm -hmm. on like their screensaver of their computer, which can be really helpful, but essentially just giving yourself like visual reminders of what you're working on, um, just so that it stays like in the forefront of your mind is really helpful. Definitely love that. So next, um, we have kind of writing out daily habits that you need to reach that goal. So kind of like Avery was talking in terms of like sub goals. So really breaking it down, like what are the things I need to do per month, per week, per day? Mm -hmm. Um, so that way you have clear actionable items that you can take care of on a day-to-day basis. You know, every single day, this is the five things that I need to get done to get me closer to that end goal. And then, you know, within the next year. Yeah. And I think also like realizing that those sub goals can be goals within themselves. Like if you're feeling kind of overwhelmed by like, Oh my gosh, like this really lofty, like weight loss goal or whatever financial goal, whatever it is. Um, you know, just saying like, okay, my goal this year is to like get, you know, 10,000 steps a day or to drink a gallon of water a day. Like, awesome. That's going to get you closer to, you know, being healthier or whatever the end goal is. Um, maybe without, having like such a specific end goal. If you're just like, okay, I just want to focus on my daily habits and, you know, here are the three things that I want to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis to get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also a really helpful way to kind of plan it out, especially if you're someone who in the past has maybe set specific goals or set like really lofty goals without a specific plan on how to get there. Um, because it's great. It's great to set goals. That's awesome. Even if you're doing a smart goal, but not knowing exactly like the steps that you're going to take to make those goals happen is kind of where I think a lot of people have their downfall. So, um, definitely creating those sub goals is really important. Um, next thing we have on here is having some form of accountability. So whether that's another person, whether that's a coach, a friend, a family member, um, I think it's also great if that person also has similar goals, even if they're not the same, maybe it's like a health related goal or a fitness related goal, whatever it is. Um, so that you can kind of check in with that person and that they can hold you accountable of like, Hey, like, um, you know, how are you doing with your like steps that you're trying to get or whatever it might be. Um, and then kind of checking in with that person or with yourself on a regular basis to kind of make sure like you're holding yourself accountable and you're actually being honest with like, Hey, actually I have, haven't been doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to get back on track with it. Yeah. Um, because I think that's a really important part of the process. Like you're not always going to be perfect. Yeah. Like you're going to have days where you're not hitting that goal or whatever it is. So having someone else or even yourself to be like, all right, let's like Mm -hmm. refocus. A couple of things on the line of that, um, with our clients, we actually, they have literally like daily to-do lists that they get to check off every single day. And us as coaches get to see exactly what our clients are doing and what they're not doing throughout the week. So we do have a weekly evaluation with every single client within our program. And this does allow us to make sure like, Hey, 
We're checking in with each other. Did you get everything done this week? If you did, great. Here's some new goals for next week. If you didn't get things done, what are some things that we can change going into next week to set yourself up for success going into that next week? Um, you know, what are some things that we want to work on? Are you sick? Are you, you know, what's going on with you and how can we kind of alter the plan to fit your lifestyle a little bit better? So we do that every single week with our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that with whoever it is in your life, or if you need a coach, you know, doing that is great too. Um, but yeah, having those set appointments where you really get to check in with yourself. I know that for me, I do something called a power list and we actually all as a team just started doing this back in October. But basically what I do every single morning and sometimes the night before is I'm going to create a list of five different things. The most important thing that I want to get done the next day is going to be at the top all the way to the least important. Um, The reason I only pick five is because trust me, I know how easy it can be to get so carried away with like 20 to 50 different things on your to-do list before you know it. You're like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to go sit on the couch and say I have too much to get done. Um, So creating a power list is super effective because it gets you into a thinking mode where you're like, okay, what is really the most important thing that I need to get done? And if I complete these five things today, I... I win the day. I'm good. I I can go about my day. Um, You know, sometimes I can win my day by 9am. Sometimes it takes me by 9pm. Sometimes I don't win the day. Um, But then what I do is at the end of the week, I have a full list of my whole power list for every single day. And I can check in with myself and be like, okay, what did I accomplish this week? What are some things that were really hard for me to do? Maybe those things now need to be at the top Mm -hmm. of my power list. And that's going to be the first thing that I'm going to um, check off going into next week. So having those appointments with yourself or with your accountability partner are so, so crucial because it really does allow you to make sure that you're staying on track and you're altering the plan. Because I promise you, when you get started, the first way that you're going to do something is not going to be the the only way you're going to do it. Um, Like Avery said, there's going to be times where like things come up and you're not going to get things done. So having that weekly planning with yourself is, is really, really crucial because it allows you to kind of change that plan of attack as you need. Yeah. And I feel like that also really allows you to like see what you struggle with the most. If it's like, okay, I always have, you know, this on my power list. And this is the one thing that I always like struggle to get done. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like this is always the thing that I'm like lacking on. Like I'm great at getting my workouts done. I'm hitting my macros, but like, I just am not drinking my water. Like if that's something that's on your power list, like, okay, how can I like really hone in on this one thing? Like maybe this needs to be at the top of my list. Like you said, like maybe I need to have more accountability on this. So I think it actually allows you to identify like, okay, this is something that's holding me back. Like this, this one thing is really difficult for me to do. So how can I like put more focus in that area? Yeah. Or how can I get more support in that area to make sure I'm actually doing yeah, it? I love it. Cause I feel like for most people, there's like kind of one or two things. Like I think for a lot of people, it's like the nutrition aspect mm-hmm. where it's like, I can get to the gym. I can get outside for a walk, but like hitting my macros or like tracking my food or getting enough protein. Like that's just always yeah. really, really hard for me. So um, that kind of allows you to like, go deeper on that one thing, um, which ultimately is going to like get you so much further. Well, and it helps you identify like your own strengths and weaknesses. And something that I like to do too, is like, let's say you're, you're hitting your water goal so good, but your step goal is just lacking. So identify the things that make hitting your water goal. easy. Like what are the things that make it super easy for you to do that? And are there any aspects of that, that you can take from that and apply to your step goal? Right. Um, and like Avery said, yeah, definitely just, um, identifying those strengths and weaknesses. It's, it's going to be a really important part of your health and fitness journey. And it's yeah. really great to know that about yourself. Yeah. Um, next thing we have on here is kind of rewarding yourself when you hit specific milestones. So my favorite um, one. <laughs> yeah, the rewards are the best. Yeah. So I know, I mean, I feel like you probably said this on a podcast, but I remember like you saying when you were first kind of getting into the gym, like 
um, telling Charlie like, okay, I'm going to like, if I, you know, go to the gym or whatever, I'm going to buy myself some like mm-hmm. cute workout clothes and stuff to motivate me. And he was like, okay. And then yeah. like, now you know, five years yeah, later, five he's like, what did I do? Um, yeah, but things like that, which can be really, really helpful. Um, or, you know, like, okay, if I hit my macros every day this week, I'm going to, you know, go out for a meal and have an untracked meal, um, whatever it might be, or like, I'm going to go get a massage or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I think also having a reward that's going to then support your goals is really helpful. Um, so like the workout clothes is a great, great example of like, okay, if I, you know, get all my workouts done this month, I'm going to treat myself with like a new gym outfit, which then is like, okay, great. And that's motivating me to go to the gym. So I think that's really helpful. Um, I think a lot of people when it comes to like dieting are like, okay, I'm going to reward myself. I've been so good this week. So I'm going to just do whatever I want this weekend, which like, you know, that's kind of just going to end up like creating that vicious cycle. So I think being very intentional also about what the rewards are, um, is really important so that those rewards aren't going to end up setting you back, but they're actually going to end up going towards your goals and supporting your goals even more. So like if I hit my steps this month, I'm going to like buy myself a new Apple watch or whatever it might be. So, yeah, no, I love that. I think that that's great. And and it really does. You guys, like Avery said, I, I utilize this probably a little too much in the beginning of my health and fitness journey, um, with clothes and like, I, I like to try new supplements and stuff like that. So it, it, it is rewarding, especially in the aspect, if you're picking things that do align with your mm-hmm. goals as well, because getting new supplements or trying out new workout clothes motivated, motivated me to go to the gym even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely really don't forget to reward yourself. It's so important. Um, you know, like Avery said, even if it's on like a weekly basis, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely an important part of achieving those goals. Yep. And then last thing on here, which is also, we talk about this all the time on the podcast and with our clients, but making sure that you are enjoying the process and like finding ways to like have genuine enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like, like reaching your goals, even if it's something that you really want is probably going to require you to do stuff that you don't want to do, which is just part of like any journey, any journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't think that that's ever going to go away, even if it's like you get to the point where you're really into working out or into nutrition, like you're still not going to want to go to the gym sometimes or take a walk or whatever it might be. So finding ways that you can really enjoy the process, whatever that might be for you, I think is basically the key to being consistent, um, and kind of showing up when you don't want to. So, and kind of along those lines too, when it comes to like tracking progress, which is something that we've talked about a little bit, but just making sure that you are tracking different aspects because they're, they're probably, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I hate going to the gym. I hate tracking my macros. There's probably parts of that that you really enjoy, but you just don't know it. So keeping track of different types of progress. Mm -hmm. Yes. You want to keep track of your photos and maybe your measurements or your body weight, but keeping track of the way that you feel, keeping track Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, your strength gains and things like that are things that you're maybe not so focused on, Mm -hmm. but when you actually look at those things, you can be like, wow, like I actually am seeing progress and this is actually really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so just making sure that you're not just like streamlined, like I'm just going to keep track of my scale weight because we Mm -hmm. all know like that's the main thing people do. And you are already setting yourself up for success. If that's the only thing that you're keeping track of in, in regards to your progress, um, health and fitness goal related, but yeah, yeah, definitely just making sure you're keeping track of different aspects of progress. Very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like you're probably making more progress than you think. Way just more. You just don't see it or you don't think of like, Oh my gosh, my form has gotten so much better. Right. And it's like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. That, that was progress. Like, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 
Sweet. Well, that is everything that we have for you guys this week. Um, this is our last episode of 2022. So I hope that you guys listen to this, write your goals down. I hope that you guys crush it in 2023. We are accepting clients for January. So as always in the show notes, there's a link to our application to apply for coaching if you are interested. Um, but yeah, really excited for 2023. We hope you guys crush your goals. And if you need help, you know where to find us. Yeah, we're always here. Cool. Have a good one, you guys. We'll see you next year. Bye. <laughs> 